Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Dale North for Astral Ascent, a 2D platformer roguelite with absolutely beautiful pixel art and a sweeping orchestral score. The game is great and the music is great. It's been nearly a decade since Dale and I chatted, so streamers weren't really a thing quite yet at that time. So it was interesting to hear how the growth in that part of the video game industry has impacted Dale as a composer. Really cool stuff. Um, I also loved how Dale weaves the main theme in and out of the texture throughout the game and overall just a really beautiful uh, soundtrack. Join us on Discord. That link is down in the show notes and be sure to check out my conversation with Dale over on our YouTube channel. All right, here we go. Here's Dale North talking about Astral Ascent after a little bit of catching up between us. So again, thanks. Glad it worked out um, uh, for us to do this. It was 2014, Dale. I don't know if that's the last time I saw you because I know you were at Gamers Rhapsody maybe the next year or something like that. But 2014 is when we talked about uh, Dragon Fantasy Book 2. And I thought that was really funny because that was almost a decade. (laughs) It's been a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. E3 had tweeted this morning that it's the end of an era. And a lot of people were posting memories. And so um, the first one that came to me, even though I've been going since, I think, 2004, the first one that came to me was going to the PlayStation booth. And Dragon Fantasy was one of the, I guess, kind of the coming out party for indie as a concept for for the you know the major platforms. Wow. So I think PlayStation that year had six games, and Dragon Fantasy was one of them. <laughs> um and so I the, I shot a video at when I entered the PlayStation booth, and there was this huge circular like surround screen setup they had, and it was my music blaring, and of course footage from the game, and it was like, wow, I'm I'm really doing this thing that I'd always hoped I would do. Um, and you're right, it has been like a decade. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's great to talk to you again, but that's wild. Yeah, um, yeah, likewise, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, I really have enjoyed listening to Astral Ascent. That's what we're talking about today. And um, uh, I'm also glad that just for reasons, I got a little bit more time with it because uh, we rescheduled this initially and it gave me just that much more time to, I got to play a little and I got to listen to it that that much more. And that is always so helpful. So um, just really excited to talk about it. And if you wouldn't mind, just start off describing what the game is like. The game is a roguelike. Uh, it's an action roguelike. And, you know, I think this is probably the fifth or sixth roguelike I've been called to do. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. I don't really, I, I to date, I haven't written roguelike music as in like what traditionally was the music that would drive these games, which is usually like high energy electronic, you know, pretty straightforward and something that keeps the tension up. 
Um, so when they called me and they showed me a few beautiful images of this, you know, pretty standard roguelike from a mindset, but then gameplay wise, um, it, it's very vertical, you know, there's a lot of combat that goes up and up and up. Uh, and there's a lot of systems that kind of help you do amazing things that you would, you didn't do two or three runs ago. Um, so musically, <laughs> They, they they certainly had ideas of what Astral Stent would sound like, but um, I had my own after looking at it, and it was so gorgeous. And it was so beautifully animated. They had shown me cuts from um, a studio they were working with in Kyoto, Japan, uh, of, of animations, a lot of hand-drawn pixel art. It was just lovely, you know. And I really wanted to write lovely music, but I also know now this many roguelikes in that you get pushback and for good reason. It's like, you know, this should be pulse-pounding, energetic, driving, rather simple. Um, but I I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and and uh, just because I was so taken with the visual, I really wanted to, like, help pad out how the world feels rather than help drive the player to do what they're eventually, you know, going to do in a roguelike, which is just beat up a whole bunch of things and hopefully survive. Some people don't like playing roguelikes, roguelikes, and I love them. I absolutely love them. So how, do you like them too? <laughs> uh, this is going to get me in trouble. Uh, so I do. <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's funny. I love them, but I'm also, I have very poor reflexes. Um, I have such poor reflexes that as a child, both in like normal school and in music school, you know, concerns were brought up with my parents, like, this kid, he's fine, I guess, but like he has very poor reflexes. Interesting. Uh, and so I lean towards strategy games and role-playing games and, you know, basic puzzlers. And uh, I enjoy all these other types, especially action games. Um, but I do think it's funny that I've worked on this many uh, right. <laughs> like high games as someone that has very poor reflexes. <laughs> no, but I play every game that I've worked on and I've played several other roguelikes just because I've been, you know, the, the interest level has shot through the roof in the last several years of my career um, because not only have I worked on, you know, these number of them, but so many of my friends and peers have worked on the rest. And it's so cool to see what everyone else is doing and, uh, you know, see how the music aligns with the gameplay. So things like Dead Cells, uh, I mean, that I remember that came out the same time that Wizard of Legend did, and they were like competitor games. Um, and there was always great energy between the two, I guess, titles and franchises um but that was probably the first one i played that i didn't work on and so now i've played a ton of them okay yeah but i trash at everyone <laughs> I, i'm really bad yeah. i want to go back to something you said about the energy um of it and and i think you accomplished that pretty well personally um because even in the exploration music and that's another thing i really like about the soundtrack is how 
you know, you've broken it out to exploration music, which again, you don't even think about exploration and a lot of roguelikes, but right. here we have it. And combat music, battle music, things like that. You kind of show us the ramps, which is really fun. Um, but there, there are four main biomes, it seems. I, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of those have a lot of kind of moto perpetuo kind of feel yep. to them. So, so talk about how you managed to then accomplish that along with having these really sweeping, gorgeous melodies. Well, the, the, the driving energy was just out of pure necessity. And I will admit to, I don't want to drag the tempo or feel of a game down. And it's my job to accentuate and, you know, um, build on that. But the thing I've realized now um, over time is that there's this progression in this loop. And the more that you feel that progression, the more that you kind of come back home, build, 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 come back home, the more I think it adds to the reward of the type of, you know, gameplay that roguelikes offer. Um, so, you know, back in the Wizard of Legend days, I think I was trying stuff out. I, I think... I think for me, going home should feel sweet. It should feel like relief. It should feel like um, uh, it, it sh you should feel welcome, right? Even if you you had a run and it was terrible and you died very quickly or you got very far and you still didn't achieve what you wanted, you get sent back home. That should feel good. Um, ever since then, I've been trying to build off that. And with Astral Scent, once I finally got a clear view of how expansive the... Um, the kind of home would be the garden as they call it in the game. I really wanted to go nuts and make sure that was the most welcoming, comforting place that you could come back to because you're going to see it a million times. So for each of the levels, it was like I built from that energy just enough and the entire game is a progression. So, uh, you know, the first biome, it's relatively tame and I didn't want to add too much energy right away because I wanted you to feel like, should you get farther, should you experience more, there's some kind of audible reward to it as well. Yeah. Um, but in saying all that, I really do feel like the tempo and the vibe was just enough to get there and almost to the point that I think it's a stretch. And while the music has been pretty, I mean, it's pretty well received from the reviews and feedback I've been reading, yeah. every once in a while someone says, hey, this is slow or this is reserved or it's too sweet or whatever else and that's fair i really do think that's fair um but i was trying to do something else with it so as you as you mentioned there there's a driving energy to each of it but it's pretty reserved yeah and you know there's it's essentially dynamic music where there's a exploration base and then a kind of building off that it's the same song same structures same time same core progression in most cases, um, that builds on that once you go into a fight. And then beyond that, once you get to a boss, uh, it's a completely different song that should take the energy through the roof. Um, but I think I think if you're just getting into it, you're, you don't get to see all that yet. R and for sure, yeah. 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 So I think it rewards someone that sticks with the game and plays it. And yeah. given that people will... I mean, people will play these games for five years, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love that. So I kind of want to, I want to have like a, a I want to have an arc with them, you know, mm -hmm. as someone that made music, I kind of want them to hang in there and get more out of it. 
uh, than just this kind of face value high action song. Um, let's talk about the main theme because it comes back in many forms, which I really like a lot. So um, talk about, is that where you started was the main theme? Was that what you came up with first? Yeah, they, um, I can't remember what, f- what piece I wrote first, but I basically told them, let's backtrack a bit. And if there's anything I can write off of, if there's anything I could build off of like visually, thematically where I can establish a main motif, then, you know, please help me find that. And it wasn't too long before um, that cutscene that the game opens with was shown in some form. I think it was just, it was either storyboards or just basic animatics at the time. I was like, this is great because this is beautiful. It's pretty inspiring. It sets the stage. And so, um, the, the little six note motif that I came with with that the game literally opens with, I just hammer home a, a bill, maybe too many times, <laughs> but it does show up in every single song. Uh, it shows up in weird places like the counterpoint. It shows up yeah. in a bass line. Um, my friend sent me a interview uh, or not interview, sorry, a, a masterclass clip for film composers uh, in he sent it to me because he knew that it was very hotly targeting what I do. And it basically said that that's a weak play. That's a weak move. Interesting. Um, and I, you know, there's, that's fair. I think, I think done the wrong way is weak. I yeah. think for games, I think for games is especially useful. Uh, and for roguelike and one that spans all these different songs and music types and vibes and levels of energy, I think it's pretty cool. So I did it a lot, but maybe I did it too much. I don't know. I don't know. I have an interesting analogy, I think, about that compared to my work, which is a newscaster on the radio. I read the news and sometimes I have time to fill and then I get to say what I want. And I've been doing this for almost 20 years. So I have some thoughts, you know, about what to do with that time to fill. And The older I get, the more I have started to think that, you know, sure, you can do weather in sports because that appeals to a lot of people, especially weather. But is that lazy newscasting to just fall back on weather in sports? You know, am I not being creative enough to come up with something? And I think that's not true. I just don't think that's true. I challenged myself on that thought because, you know, for the same same kind of reason, like they might think that's easy or easier or the easy play or however you said it just now, but there's still value in it. You know what I mean? Sure. There, it still can make for great music and it still can n- connect the audience more deeply to the music too in, in ways. So I, I don't know. That's, that's how I think about that. So that's what came to mind when you, when you said that, you know? On the same page, for sure. Yeah, because um, it didn't bother me at all. Like I didn't, I was not at all bothered by hearing that melody, and I loved hearing it tucked in places like that. I mean, that makes it fun, right? Especially for someone like me does. who's gonna pick up on it. You know, like 
I, I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah. Was it a certain composer saying that? You don't have to out them right now, but I'm just curious, like this. And I've heard it before, and I've heard others say it. I've also heard wacko stuff like, you know, a piano-based score is weak. Um, wow, yeah. It, it, the, the nonconformist in me kind of eats the stuff up. I'm not going to lie. It, it, <laughs> I, like, if, this is, if these things are weak or bad, I kind of want to do them twice as much. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if that's good energy or not. Uh, I, I want to bring good energy to my work, but just kind of like, you know, sometimes if you're doing a 40, 50, 60 minute score, you need ideas. And sometimes the ideas can just come from an energy set and a feeling or, or, or like, you know, your own personal direction. So it's like, you know, you work in service of a game, you're, you're help building out someone else's world, someone else's dream, but you're plugging in parts of you to that. Um, and for me, sometimes it's just how, how can I enjoy this as much as possible? How can I have as much fun? You know, yeah. I, I got into this to write music and have fun. So, you know, sometimes these challenges of like, Hey, let's sneak my little motif into the counterpoint in the, in the French horns in, you know, measure 63 and you'll never hear it again. And maybe no one notices it. It was fun for me. You know what? It, that's, <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's not like, it's not like I'm trying to be crazy artful with it. It's just more that like, yeah, it feels to me, it feels like a video game. It, these little things that feel like Easter eggs, these things, these callbacks, you know, it just feels like really effective music game making game music making. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not for me to decide. I know that now I've done this long enough to know that like really when you people play it and they start listing their steam reviews or the print media reviews come out, or for me, the big thing is watching streamers. Now what streamers say okay. that, that to me is what feels like I can say, Hey, you know, enough of these guys have said this enough of these players have, have you know, lean towards this direction on how they felt about the effectiveness of the music and sound. When I see enough of that, then it's like, okay, what I'm doing probably worked out pretty well here. So, yeah. and hopefully that informs the next time someone lets me do something like this. Um, but yeah, it, it's not for me to decide. I just kind of run with little ideas that I have. I want to come back to the streamers thing, but I want to stick with the music more um, more specifically here. You mentioned the French horns, and you did get to record with orchestras. So do you want to talk about that uh, experience and how many sessions you did? Because there's a, a couple of different orchestras listed and how that all worked out. I <laughs> I lost count of the, 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 the little smaller sessions I did. I did a couple bigger ones, and then I kind of inserted myself in different situations, whether it be a recording session for something else I was doing or, you know, sharing a session with someone else. But it's never, recording is never at the forefront for me. Like if someone asked me to do a score, I'm basically going to assume that I'm going to do it in the studio because this is where 
I have the most control. This is where I have the most fun. This is where I can be sure that if someone's going to, you know, commit to me as a composer, where I'm going to work with them for two or three years for X amount of their budget and, you know, their time and their trust. The one thing I want to be sure is that like for that, that I'm doing the best I can for them. Um, and I don't know, it's just me or and how I came up as a composer and a music writer. I kind of want to do most of everything I do for my, myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and in that recording for me is more like a color, you know, it, it's less of a, a means to get to done music. In fact, it really isn't for me at all. It's a color. Uh, and in, in discussing with the developer, you know, some of our hopes for some of these key pieces for the song, that color was certainly something that we targeted. Um, that said, all the songs that feature um, orchestral recordings are all still very highly hybrid. Um, oh, okay. Mega hybridized. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to sell realism. I, and in fact, I think it does the game an injustice. The game is just weird in a great, a beautiful way. Uh, and I wanted to keep the music that way. So I didn't want any one thing I recorded to like have such a mark on any of the pieces that that was the focal point. Uh, you know, it's just like highlights, just colors coming out, very reminiscent of how the game was, just like beautiful streaks of of this color or that color or this idea. Um, and especially as you explore the game and you go into different rooms or you meet different characters, um, you really feel these just like really lovely ideas, brushstrokes. So that's what I was going for in these sessions. Cool. Uh, some of them went great. Some of them went okay. And, and you know, and I just kind of, you know, played with the, the, <laughs> the levers a bit to make sure that everything still felt like this was for the world of astral ascent, you know? And I think, I think that's probably a bit different from how a lot of my peers work. Um, some, some do work this, you know, I do have friends that do work this way specifically where it's, they lean harder towards producing most of it themselves. Yeah. But you know, and looking back at all my works, I would say I do 99.5% or everything myself because all the all the folks that I've looked up to for years do that. Yeah. And I kind of want to carry that tradition on. Yeah. Yeah, the recordings were just, they were really feature songs. Okay. Uh, uh, in, you know, very special moments in the game that needed, whether it be bigger energy or a cool color. Um, but I would say still 70% of the score was just produced in here. It sounds so good, you know. I mean, and I'm from day one. I've always been easily fooled, <laughs> but <laughs> I, 
you know, I mean, but I, I think it sounds uh, fantastic. And, you know, and you did work with a lot of soloists that I would imagine helped bring those colors as well, obviously, um, independent of a, having a massive orchestra to, to do that. So, so yeah, talk a little bit about uh, working um, in particular, I called out. Uh, the vocalist, because those songs are quite beautiful. So let's go ahead and talk about those, the master phase one and phase two. That's, I assume, where the choir is as well. They were, the, you know, we, I don't like to do a score in order, but I do want to do the first songs first, and I kind of want to set the tone. <laughs> so there was always this promise that there was going to be a huge, crazy ending. And and I remember in the last, like, 10% of developments, the 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 developers continually adding on to this end process, last mega battle, beautiful animations, cutscenes in between. And I'm like, I'm going to have to increase the energy considerably. <laughs> so we talked about how do we do that? You know, what, what, you know, what will get us there beyond what we were already doing? The danger of a progression of musical energy in a roguelike is if you come too high for the last biome, then you know you're you're <laughs> you're you've literally painted yourself in a corner. Yeah. And I kind of almost did, you know, for the soundscape instrumentation style that we've kind of built for this game. I really had done, you know, it was all overwritten. That's just my style. I overwrite. It, it's just <laughs> you know, whether it's good or not. It, it's just like I'm. I just like to do a lot, and it's fun for me. Uh, and so by the end of the last biome, and and certainly that boss battle, it was too much, genuinely. So when we talked, it was like, how do we increase the energy and feel, but not do too much? So the the kind of master phase, the the, the suite of last songs they actually pull back a bit in terms of uh, tempo and instrumentation. But then we increased with like vocals and some really nice string recordings um, and just some really silly piano noodling, uh, which I love to do. Uh, there's a there's a grand piano in the next room here of the studio. Um, nice. I basically have it perma-miked up. Uh, <laughs> a new a new client i can't get into what this project is this beautiful game but a new client she has coined uh, my work like these little segments of piano that i do chaos piano um, <laughs> what i'll do is i'll come in and i'll 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 say hey this is gonna be eight bars and it just needs wild energy so i'm just gonna go nuts so i will just put a remote trader go put on my piano hit record and then just like go wacko and do two or three takes and see if it fits the energy um, of improvisation. Kind of, maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not a particularly good player. Let's go back to the the poor reflexes, you know. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> um, I think about the amazing stuff that like Hamuza would do or uh, Joe Hisaishi or 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 any of you know any of those guys that I really look up to, but I can't do that. So. I like, I am a piano player, but I can't do what they do. So <laughs> <laughs> the best I have is just like kind of going nuts for a few minutes. Um, so that was the idea for the last battle. But then I had to realize it because I pitched this to the developer and they're like, they're like, can you do that? I'm like, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> give me give me a couple months um, and I'll see what I can pull together. 
Um, and so it was very seat of the pants to make sure that this idea played out. Mm. Um, I was able to record one more time in Scotland and I was able to pull the, the high low singers together. And Emmy Evans is about to go on a world tour for near. So I was able to get her in time to, <laughs> to record the really cool stuff that she did on that. Yeah. And it just came out beautifully. So we did, we did a full suite. It was like the first and second stage of a battle. Uh, cut scenes between and then like a final, you know, cinema to show the ending. And that featured that whole group for the most part. Wow. Um, we ran out of time for the second half of the second main song. And so it transitions to sampled strings from live strings. Oh. And one of my pride points is no one can tell where. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> because I had to sell it. You know, they did such a good job in the first half. Wow. That I had to sell it. So um, I'm not one to aim for realism. I love, I love hyper-realism and I love super fake stuff. You know, I come yeah. up on Uematsu-sans and, you know, uh, you know, Sakimoto and all those folks that yeah. were happy to use that teeny little looped sample of an oboe. And I adore that sound. Yeah. So it's almost like I don't want to get in trouble doing these super indulgent things that I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for Astral Zen, I really had to stay within the kind of confines of the little world that I made up for them. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up being a blast, but it was very seat of the pants. you get connected with the project in the first place <laughs> every roguelike that i've worked on yeah has been the result of how well wizard of legend sold um so wow. you know my agent jason signed wizard of legend with a developer for me way back i don't know 2015 or 14 or something like that but that game did gangbusters i think it's like seven million copies or something you know wow yeah really well but it also kind of was a hard pivot point with a couple of other games of that era that really took the roguelike idea and made it something different or bigger or, or, or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, and especially a lot of game developers, were inspired by it. So cool. that got me work. Thank God. I, you know, I yeah. <laughs> it's job security, I guess, to, to yes. be on my fifth or sixth roguelike. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, <laughs> I'm doing certainly other things right now. I'm working on, um, you know, a couple of role-playing games and oh, cool. and I'm really excited about. And like, those are all things that I've hoped I would do for forever, but nice. I'd love to do it. You know, it, you know, I would love to do another rogue. Like if someone <laughs> is happy to put up with my silly ideas, <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they loved wizard of legend. I, I think they loved another title I worked on and they had called, us and said hey are you available and as soon as i saw the game i was like please i'm there's you're not gonna be able to get rid of me now because this game is it looks special i really still feel like it's a special game it's gorgeous yeah it is it is and like 
it's in it's inspired in its design, but also in the artistry. Uh, in basically, no player doesn't say this, and so I knew this. I I I told friends. I could find receipts for you. I told friends when I first started on this game, this game was going to be special. And like immediately put pressure on myself. Like I have to make something cool and unique that kind of serves this game. But it's really cool now for the game to have been out for, what are we, three weeks now, four weeks? Three, four weeks, yeah. And just seeing the reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super happy for them. are a couple of kind of like, I don't know, funny tracks. I don't know. <laughs> um, the, I don't know, is it Yali or Yali Kingdom? And then there's the Peddlers and Yali Kingdom has like a wood block and it's like a waltz. I love it. So so talk to me about, you know, doing that with, with the theme. Just like with how I said, I, I love the idea of a progression. I do. I love the idea of a break too. Yeah, if it's if it's all the same energy all the time, that can wear on you on some levels. And just to have a couple of rewarding breaks from that that are interesting or in this case pretty weird, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it's nice. You know, yeah. Uh, and certainly, I've certainly dug into this kind of mindset in other works, other projects I've worked on. But like, Astral Scent is very like, you know, laser focused in this progression and building getting stronger and surviving longer. So the four or five rooms that you break away, I wanted to have completely different energy. So there's a few of those weird songs, like you mentioned, uh, there's a few like super like epic scope, not maybe epic and sound, but like scope and feel like, Whoa, what is this? Uh, and there's a bar, uh, you know, so there's a nice little bar theme. And then there's a, uh, there's a couple of relaxed themes. Um, there's one room called the summon room. And for no reason, and I you know, I just knew one session I had, I just knew there'd be like a few extra minutes. And so I, I you know, I work with my, my uh, team and I prepped just, I think, <laughs> I think it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe like 40 seconds or 50 seconds for this yeah. room. And I was like, you know, I'm going to squeeze it in. And it came out so beautiful. <laughs> I don't I don't even know if players notice because it's not even significant, but like I was just trying to think of different flavors mm-hmm. uh, for different type of breaks, little auditory rewards. That's how all those came to be. Okay. The weird ones for me, super indulgent. Like I love to write the weird stuff, um, but not everyone wants that, you know. Especially in a serious game. Yeah. Thankfully, these folks were all about it. 
Okay. Yeah. And just for the record, I said fun. You said weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're they're weird for sure. talk for a moment about, you know, your comment from ages ago now about how you like to watch streamers. And my first thought was, oh, I wonder if he likes to watch streamers of everything. Like, is that something you enjoy outside of watching people streaming the game you've worked on? You know, do you like to watch people stream Armored Core or something like that? Or is it just kind of, you know, a product of curious what people think of the game? It, it's a very selfish, <laughs> it's a very, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's like, it, it's like, a, kind of going back to how poorly I am able to like get through these games, like how <laughs> ineffective I am as a player, uh, but just the strong desire to see my work in place, you know, yeah, see yeah. it, it did not take me very long, you know, ever since. Uh, in console streaming was part of the whole gaming ecosystem. Yeah. It didn't take me long to figure out that I could see the greatest players on earth play the games I've worked on yeah. and see it all running beautifully. And on top of that, get to know how they feel about it. Yeah. Right? So for me, the effectiveness of sitting down and watching the streamer is just like work-wise, it's a home run. It's a 10 out of 10. But on top of that, it you know, I very quickly came to enjoy watching uh, just great players do really cool things in these games. Mm-hmm. I will admit to watching more of what I work on just because I'm super familiar after working on a game for two or three years. Yeah. Of its systems and its quirks and limitations. And so watching a streamer work through those, especially the big ones that are playing Astral Ascent now, it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like I'm just like ear to the TV trying to hear if they mention my work, <laughs> but inevitably, you know, they have an audience to entertain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you were talking about earlier, like kind of filling in the holes and, and keeping things going, they know what they're going to talk about. And I think it's good to bring up the art and the direction of the music. And inevitably, especially in earlier streams, when they start streaming the game, an audience picks up, then they take that opportunity to say, I feel this way. God forbid <laughs> the day comes that I work on something and I think it's great. And then I find that every streamer says, wow, the music's not working for me. Um, oh, man. <laughs> so, like, I know one day it's going to backfire, but I think Maybe. generally, and especially for Astral Scent, it's it's a really nice thing. Um, and it I do learn from it. I do get ideas from it. And I sure. do see how people act. And it helps inform the next thing that I do. Um, yeah. But... A lot of it, you know, a lot of the original reason why I started doing this is because I was really unsure of my own personal pivot, my own kind of direction on these and and like 
knowing that it is a bit um a bit removed from like convention on these types of games so yeah. every once in a while someone's just like man why is this song so slow or <laughs> i don't you know, where's the where's the beat or we don't need these strings or, or whatever but like yeah. generally it, it seems like people like the music yeah. uh, and i'm really happy about that So what are you playing these days? What are you, I mean, obviously you're a gamer. What 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 are you working on right now? <laughs> my gaming schedule uh, it equal it equals my work schedule and pressure. It's like I have these many things to get done, and like <laughs> I, I I literally every day I mind it like a work schedule because I want to play through so much. Yeah, I'm just so nervous. I'm we have Final Fantasy VII, uh, the Rebirth coming. February, that's too close. <laughs> um, but yeah, I usually pick two or three things in main and then a couple of side games. Okay. I'm really big in retro games for the side games, but I'm just at the end of uh, Super Mario Wonder. Um, oh, cool. That's the main thing that I'm playing. I'm playing Astral Ascent, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not got as far as everyone else has. <laughs> um, I think those are the two main things I'm playing now, but in between, uh, I'm just really, really hooked on this trend, and I have been for the past two years, to find old golf games from old consoles and play them. And they're all the same. I'm, they're, there's, they're, they're all the same. Why golf? But they all have jazz fusion f- soundtracks. <laughs> they all have really crazy rewarding systems. Wow. And they just really scratch the itch that my very specific type of mind like once scratched amazing i love that do you have a favorite so far i love neo turf masters i love the old korean ones there's Pongya, which was a golf mmo okay also came out on consoles um i think everyone loves hot shots golf yeah Uh, yeah some of the greatest scores of all time have been golf games for me because i i you know this kind of growing up with Japanese jazz fusion, it's what I want to hear in a game. And no one wants that in a game. (laughs) No one wants it in a game. I do. Um, How did you grow up with Japanese jazz fusion? How did that happen? I just heard it. (laughs) You heard it. Okay. It wasn't like I heard it. And it was, that was all it took, you know, Uh, Cassiopeia and T-square and, and yeah. everyone related that that era, that that kind of crossover of Japanese pop and Japanese jazz fusion, as we know now, that was the food, the the music food that all of the great composers of the '90s and 2000s video game music came up on, especially in Japan. For sure, I would say. But yeah, I mean that was the fuel for them. It was, you know, I'm a bit younger than they are. But it was, I'm old enough also to have heard and experienced some of it. Sure. I basically have not stopped listening. So, wow. it, you know, it, it I, I do have my fingers crossed for the day that someone out of the blue wants to have a golf game with that kind of <laughs> sound and spirit. <laughs> and I will so happily do it. That's amazing. Um, I have a couple of leads now and I like every day I wake up, I think, man, you know. All these other stuff that I'm working on, I'm very excited about and thrilled. Some of, the, of some of the biggest stuff of my career is like finally falling into place. I'm like, 
awesome. glad of all that, but I'm not going to lie. Every day I think about, is someone going to let me do a, a golf game? And they're going to let me write a jazz fusion score? <laughs> You did say you're working on a, a bunch of things now. Like, uh, um, I don't, can you name any of those things or no? I think for the first time in a long time, the, the, whether it be from a publisher thing or, you know, like a funding thing or, you know, literally just, you know, hasn't been announced yet. Most of the stuff I'm working on, I just can't talk about. And, okay. That's pretty new because I just love to continually remind people <laughs> of <laughs> what's coming up. I'm I'm pretty shameless in that, like I because I get so excited about it, you know. Yeah, I, I just want to camera this is gonna be so cool. Um, but yeah, there's not much that I can talk about yet. Okay. The uh Dreamscaper, a game that I did a few years back, that game did pretty well. That developer uh, it just signed a pretty nice publishing deal with a major publisher and they're doing their follow-up. So I've been working pretty hard on that. Cool. Um, so there's a couple of role-playing games in the works that I'm pretty excited about because that's something I've always wanted to do, but haven't. Yeah. Um, some really, some really cool folks have reached out, you know, during COVID and into this year. And so all these things are in development now and, I'm just really happy to be able to do any of those, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't hold out for the golf game. Yeah. Um, Dylan <laughs> Cuthbert, the guy behind uh, Star Fox, you know, yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Legends. He he did allude to one day that he would make one. And so I sent so much mental energy just, <laughs> just like hopefully linking up with him <laughs> like telepathically. He's like, I should call Dale. Yes. We'll see. to the music uh just a couple things i i wanted to mention earlier um that i really like about the main theme and then there's a secondary theme i i'm not quite sure uh exactly how to describe it i do hear it in coral um archipelago and um and i love how both of them have this have an ascending nature to them which i I don't I think you maybe did purposefully but I'm I'm not sure. So talk talk about that. Like the the even before we knew what the game was going to like fully play like just from I I think the first thing I was sent was was animated gifs like Oh, okay. Wasn't much. So it was just like characters are going to look like this, they're going to move like this. But I still hadn't seen a lot of gameplay. And even then when I first saw the gameplay, I wasn't sure you know, because it looked platformy. You know, I wasn't sure what they were talking about, but they would always mention how everything's going to be crazy vertical. 
you're going to be in the air all the time. Everything's <laughs> up, 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 you know? So much fun, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I <laughs> the one thing I love to joke with, because, you know, there, there's a lot, like a, a lot of nice discords I hang out in where it's just peers. It's just all my peers. And we talk about this stuff all the time. But the kind of running joke is that I'm revisions boy and I'm always revising work because it never, my dumb ideas never take off the first time. And so I have, <laughs> and I, you know, I secretly, I'm a glutton for punishment. I love fixing them. But I think in this case, I was like, I can't play that game. I, I, I love this project and I want to do a good job. So I'm going to take the verticality part as literally as possible. Yeah. Uh, so when I kind of came up with the, um, not just the energy of the songs, but just like, you know, how all these things kind of, they kind of come up and out and down, like melodically. Yeah. yeah. Up, maybe not down. I don't, I didn't, I didn't want to accentuate, accentuate the down energy. I just wanted to kind of go up, you know, wh- whether it be just be an interval or, you know, a phrase passage. Um, so everything kind of does that. I almost worried that it does it too much. Um, but also no, with roguelikes, you're not paying that much attention and there's a ton of other stimuli. So it can work. You can be a little bit ham-fisted and go heavy on on some of this stuff musically in this context because uh, it has to kind of shine a bit, you know? Yeah. So put an extra salt on yeah. when you're in, in the airline because you don't taste as well in the airline, you know? I mean, right away when you start that game, you are taught that you can double jump, but then keep jumping up. And I just love that that you don't have to like unlock that later. I'm like, yes, this is so much fun. (laughs) It's it's really, really cool. So I love that you did that. Yeah, go on. The people that are really great at that though, it's amazing. They never touch the ground. say about it dale that i didn't ask you or you want people to know i don't know i'm i'm just glad people like it and i'm glad even more than that that it fits and it helps kind of tell the story uh and accentuates the world because the world is just so nice so i to hear people say that it's the world they want to kind of like hang out in and that i help that is pretty cool i saw a comment on youtube the other day where the guy goes some guy goes when I go into the sun and moon room and I hear that music, it makes me feel so powerful. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for me. Like if no one says anything else, I'm set, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not like, <laughs> I sound terrible right now, I'm sure. And it's not like I need a ton of validation or whatever, but like, gosh, that's really nice to like, see that your intention was just like perfectly picked up.
if I did get to say anything more, it's just like, oh my gosh, thank you for anyone that like really got what I was putting down. Thank you to anyone that's playing. We hope the thing keeps going because, I mean, there's such promise in it becoming, you know, like a key. You know, some people call it the best roguelike they've ever played. I've seen yeah. those. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. People are like, this is the pinnacle of this genre. Yeah. Yeah, and for it to just have come out, that's a good thing. But we we also really hope that it keeps going and that people continue to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I know we have plans to add to it. Nice. I can't what that is, but like it, it, they definitely want to like foster the energy and and kind of support that's behind it. Cool. I'm gonna do my part as well, but like it's just so cool. I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Thanks so much for, you know, just writing such great music and for chatting with me about it today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Level with Emily. You can learn more about Dale North and see a playlist over at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Dale on the Level with Emily YouTube channel, and you can subscribe to that channel, get notifications, give us likes, all of those things help us out. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Yo-ho. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com. That's made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.